0: The title is Chasing a Star, But Finding a Stable. You know, so many of us, we chase so many things. Pat wrote in a uh, Christmas Advent book, and this is it, The Glory Has Come. Pat did a devotion. It's 25-day devotion leading up to Christmas. And he did uh, the devotion that was actually on day, let me see what day it was, uh, day 17 the advent and it was the call to worship the king and the whole basis is is the first altar call in the bible and it's when God said to the shepherds shepherds go worship and it was when the shepherds went to find the king in the stable and I just want you to know you are shepherds on here whether you're shepherds of your family Or shepherds of your business you are shepherds that are leading people and so in order to lead well god wants to say to you shepherds go worship spend time in god's presence that's where you're going to grow that's where you're going to have all kinds of uh ideas but i have found it amazing at times that it seems we all wish upon a star don't we? I mean, from the time that we're little girls, we all wish upon a star. And every one of us has incredible dreams. But so many times in our life, there are circumstances, there are situations that are designed to derail us from those dreams, from our purpose. And the enemy hates dreamers and visionaries. I want you to know that he hates it when you dream and you create. He wants you to stay average. There is such a sin, I think, in being average because we should always be wanting to grow. I don't want this to be just another normal Christmas season. I don't want this just to be another Christmas because I want for you that are on here, for every single one of you, I want you to get a don't quit mentality. Because when you tap into that don't quit mentality, something shifts inside of you. It's what happened to me six years ago when I was diagnosed with leukemia. I decided I am not going to quit. I am going to lean in. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to go through this. I'm going to push. I'm going to plow. I'm going to trudge through the mud, the junk, the gunk that the enemy throws. And I am going to push through until I see victory. I want each one of you to get a don't quit mentality because it's in the toughest of times that I feel God in my life. It's not in the good times. It's not in the good times that I hear him speaking to me. It's in the dark times. I have learned far more in the darkness than I ever have in the victory because it's in those moments that I learn what's inside of me, who I am, who I belong to, and the one that I can lean on. Because Pat always says, he said, God whispers in the good times, but he shouts in the bad times. He will shout to get your attention. And our goal today is to help you understand that you can find joy in every season, that you can find purpose in every season of life, good, bad, or ugly. And I just want you to know at this time of year and all year, gratitude is the backbone of a happy life. It is the backbone of a happy life. And it is the, but being grateful and thankful is very different than being satisfied. Can I tell you that? Because I am extremely grateful and thankful, but I am not satisfied with where I am. I can grow. I can become better. I can do more. I can become more. I don't ever want to become satisfied in life because satisfaction can lead to complacency. And it can lead to just average and normal. Satisfaction can slow down growth. And satisfied people spend time living an average and complacent life in their space. Spending time and camping out in satisfaction turns the journey down the road of success into a destination that you never arrive at. I don't want to never arrive at greatness. And here's what Jim Rohn says this. He says, one of the greatest challenges in life is being happy with what you have while in pursuit of what you want. I am so happy with where I'm at, but I'm not satisfied to stay there. And we should all remain grateful, but not satisfied because being grateful allows us to get uncomfortable or it allows us to get comfortable with being uncomfortable it's okay to be uncomfortable it allows us to enjoy the journey but not settle with halfway there just because the view is nice along the way right sometimes we get caught up because we like i've come far enough well it's a good this is good it looks good right here but where where were you intending to go it wasn't right here where it's just good i love what first peter 118 says, and I, I mean, I absolutely, I love the message Bible. So if you don't like the message Bibles, please don't send me hate mail or anything. It's just, I love it. I'm a country girl and I like just plain speak. So I love the message Bible. And it says, First 1 Peter one eighteen through 21 says, your life is a journey you must travel with a deep consciousness of God. It costs God plenty to get you out of that dead end, empty headed life that you grew up in how many of you grew up in some toxic mindsets how many of you grew up with some things that were just not they weren't healthy the things that you were taught or the things that you walked through maybe you just walked through just awful things growing up and it says God, it cost God plenty to get you out of that dead-end empty-headed life that you grew up in But see, I love it when we walk through that life with a journey of deep consciousness with God. It allows us to celebrate our accomplishments, but reminds us that we can still be better and continue to grow and move forward. Because if we strive, I love, we've all heard it. If we strive to be 1% better every single day, 1%, then we could be 365% better by the end of the year. Think about that, just 1% every day, doing 1% to make you better, to make you a better mom, to make you a better wife, to make you a better, you know, leader, to make you a better friend, just 1%. But living grateful does not change the outcome of your life, but it does change the way the outcome makes you feel. And so you have to understand there is blessing in everything. Thessalonians 5 says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for it's God's will for you. That's what we should live. Gratitude will allow you to locate where those blessings are in your life. And it adds appreciation and appreciation allows you to add value to life and to other people's life. Gratitude keeps the door of growth wide open that satisfaction closes. Never be fooled into feeling satisfied and never let a moment go by without showing gratitude. Psalm 34, one says, I bless God every chance I get, my lungs expand with his praise. Psalm 104 says, I I love this, and again, it's Message Bible, Psalm 104, enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise, thank him, and worship him. Enter with the password, thank you. How many of you, when you wake up in the morning, you enter into God's presence with the password? Thank you, God. Thank you for this breath. Thank you for what I have today. But have you ever chased something and just got your heart broken? Many of us have. Some of you might be there in your business, right? Some of you might feel heartbroken because you're not where you thought you would be. Or maybe you fell back. Or maybe you are afraid of the future of what lies ahead. Can I tell you, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on you. Just because you hit a a bump in the road, just because you hit a season, don't give up on your dreams because you are worth it. But it's amazing how we can go through things and it marks us because emotional trauma can cause you to shrink back and stop dreaming. But I wanna show you something because in Matthew 2, 7 through 12, we hear the story about uh, Herod telling the Magi to go and find the baby that's being born. And they go, but they have a dream that says, when you find the baby, don't go back and tell Herod because Herod wanted to kill the baby and it was Jesus. And when the the king, the three of uh, the Magi found Jesus and they showed up, they went a different way back so that Herod couldn't kill him. But what I love about that story is it says that when Joseph and Mary went, you know, they left, and they uh, they went down from Nazareth into Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, and all of those places. But when they got there and she was having the baby, there was nowhere for her to have the baby. She had to go into a stable to have Jesus. Can you imagine? I mean, he's the savior of the world, and there's no room for him. There's no room for, that's how our world feels like right now. There's no room for Jesus in our world. And they had to go into a stable. And what I love about that, and there was a book that was written that was called Why a Manger? And it literally says, it was also ordinary seeming. This was not a palace or a fortress. It was a cave. And the air warm and moist with the breath of sheep and lambs and smelled of wool and manure, not incense and costly perfume. And the teenage mother was not dressed like royalty. Her protector was clearly one of the people of the land. And yet there was a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger, even as the angels foretold. Here we are. He's just laying in a manger and surrounded by manure, surrounded by the smell and the filth of animals. And here are these shepherds. Here are these people that are coming in. And I think if it was me, I would say, what in the world is going on here, right? He's a king. He would, he's going to change the world. And here he is in a stable, a manger. It stunk. It was dirty. It, there was germs. There were bugs. He, and he was wrapped in dirty material. And I'd be like, I chased a star. And this is it? This is what I chased a star for? Where are we? But this is what I love. The shepherds never discounted what they saw at the manger. They literally brought gifts and laid it at his feet. It was enough for them just to see the king. It was enough. For them to see it and it's that matthew 2 says they also opened their treasures and presented it with gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh frankincense or gold signifying royalty kingship frankincense a perfume that's tapped from a boswell tree and it grows in the harshest of conditions and when they tap it it's called tears that flow out because it said that the sweet smell of the tears can be used to bring healing They brought myrrh because myrrh is a healing balm. It's a medicine that's used for everything. And what I want you to understand is that they were chasing a star, but they found a king. See, some of you are chasing stardom. Some of you are chasing things. You're chasing a rank. You're chasing significance. You're chasing purpose. You're chasing something, always chasing something. But if I could tell you something instead of chasing stardom, just find a king. Just find him in his presence. And see, that stable teaches us to not look at our surroundings as the litmus test. For our success, our surroundings, the stable is not your label. The stable does not label you. We cannot look at our surroundings because here was the Lamb of God laying in this cave, hidden from the world, and yet he would save the world. Because remember, they saw the star and they were overjoyed, overjoyed because they knew that he was the king the bible tells us in the time of trouble in psalm 27 he shall hide you in his pavilion that pavilion there literally means the secret place in the castle where and when the castle is under siege the king is hidden in that pavilion so that he won't get killed can i tell you something some of you are looking for so much that god has you hidden in his pavilion in his presence, you are not uh, discarded. You're being hidden in his presence for a purpose, for a season. I have chased stars. I have chased stardom and ended up in places I never realized that God was in the midst of it. You want to tell me that when I got diagnosed with cancer, that I thought that was the place I wanted to be. But can I tell you through that journey of being diagnosed and healing, I found a king. I found purpose. I found freedom. I found truth in his presence. So it was the most incredible place I could have ever been. And Jesus is usually found in the place where others wouldn't dare to go. If I were to tell you, I'm going to take you to see a king, but I took you down the worst street in Dallas, or I took you into the gutters of Calcutta, India to find that king. I imagine most of us would go, "Um, no, that's not what I signed up for. That's not what I'm looking for. But God can be found in the, most, the places most people would never even think about. So wherever you're at, in your life right now, whatever you're facing, no matter what you're going through, you can find God in the most unlikely places in your life. And the tough place that you're at right now is not where you will always be. It's not your final destination. Matthew 12, 20 says, a bruised reed will not, he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out till he leads justice to victory. Pat does an entire teaching. On the bruised reed. And he talks about how some of you may feel bruised right now. You may have walked through some difficulty and some things, but can I tell you that your bruise can become your greatest blessing? It can become what creates the knowledge, the power, the authority, the empowerment that you need to bring not freedom, not only to yourself, but to those around you. And it's in the stable that God brings others to your side. Because in your stable, God brings the ones into your life that you were, des- that were destined to take you to the next level. See, I want to tell you, no matter what you're chasing today, get back to the basics of what it's all about. Get back to that, because here's what I want you to say. God, or what I want to tell you, God is close to the brokenhearted. Says in Isaiah sixty one, says the Spirit of God, the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord is anointing me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for captives and release from darkness for prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. See, it's in your stable where no one expects it that God bursts miracles and the impossible. That's where He bursts the impossible. In Matthew. Eleven and I'm going to leave you with this because some of you are wanting to give up. You're wanting to walk away. You're wanting to give up on your dreams, give up on your purpose, walk away from your destiny. But here's what Matthew eleven twenty eight says. Are you tired? Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace because I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And some of you might be thinking to yourself, how do I do that? It's simple. Matthew 6, 6 tells us, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role-play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage, and the focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense his grace. That's what I want for you today. Father, I just pray right now that you touch every single woman on this Zoom, that you help them find a place today, find a secluded, quiet place to get into your presence, to lean into you, to let you carry the weight that they have been holding, carry the weight that has been on them, the burdens that have been on them, that they will release those things to you, that they will take on your grace so that they can become who you've called them to be, so that they can rise up out of the ashes and become a powerful, anointed, purposeful woman on a mission. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I hope that blessed you today. I know I took a little bit of extra time, but I wanted to be able to share with you going into this holiday season. It's more about the chaos. It's more than all the chaos. This season is about so much more than gifts, so much more than the the all the gatherings, the parties, all the things. If you will allow God, he will come in and he will just bring peace and joy and freedom into your life. And so